Hey, this is Bradley. Welcome to Bradley's Chat. Back again with yet another episode. It's been a hell of a week, man. The basement flooded. Um, I mean, I got a badass air conditioner, a badass generator. I got the little gutter protectors over my gutters. The house is awesome. But in the basement, I had a uh, cheap-ass little sump pump that I never replaced when we bought the house. And it bit me in the ass, as sump pumps always do, during the hardest rain... Rain for a couple days, and uh, the last day of the rain, I was in the basement playing some uh, Minecraft on the Xbox with my seven-year-old, and uh, we left around 5.30 to go to his uh, Cub Scout meeting, and we got back around 6.45, and um, my son says, well, that looks interesting. I said, what looks interesting? So I opened the door to the basement, I looked down, it's like flooded, so... You know, I got the shop back out, started sucking up all the water. The sump pump was knocked off, little brick it sat on. I mean, it's a half-ass rigged setup anyway. Um, I don't have a backup. We, we always had backups in other of our other houses, but I never bothered to put one on this one. You know, bit me in the ass. So uh, anyway, after I placed the sump pump without electrocuting myself, done one before, so you know, fingers crossed, there's no weird wiring, you know, because older houses, you never know, right? You know, you shut the power off, there's always, like, wires running from, you know, imaginary places to new places, because this, this house is, like, built in the 70s, so there's a lot going on that, I mean, it looks really nice, but, you know, when you get in the ceiling and you look in behind the walls, there's weird shit sometimes, so I'm going to, you know, figure that out. So, anyway... Luckily, the carpet downstairs was indoor-outdoor carpet, so it's not going to get moldy, I don't think. Um, went and bought a couple fans and just, uh, yeah, man, I sucked up the water. I put my son's little ass to work uh, sweeping uh, water in the uh, utility room into the sump pump, and I uh, got it all sucked up, and uh, it flooded my fucking hobby room. Oh, my God. Thank God all my stuff is on shelves, but it flooded my hobby room. I, about, I was like, oh, crap. But, uh. No, I sucked the water out of that room first, you know. Screw the rest of the family. I'm taking care of the hobby room first. Um, I got the hobby room taken care of. I got, got all the water sucked up. Um, I got like a 16-gallon shop back and I had to fill it up with like four times with water. So it was a shitload of water. I can't believe how much water happened in like an hour. Um, so, yeah, so time for a backup. So got it cleaned up. Then I went to work and found out that I didn't get the promotion that I applied for like two months ago. Um, my new AR rep, my new rep is a total cocksucker. You know, um, we just don't get along. Have you ever been around like someone who you don't even know who they are? You've never spoken to them. Just you see them and they automatically piss you off. Well, we do that for each other. We have that special thing going when we both hate each other at first sight. And uh, I had asked him about the promotion I put in, thinking he'd, you know, put a word in for me or, or help me out. And he just started giving me shit about it. So I started giving him shit back. And uh, pretty much, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know if this has anything to do with why I didn't get the promotion or not, but I kind of I call him an asshole. Uh yeah, so maybe I doubt he put a good word in for me with HR. I just, I'm, you know, I would hope that we, you know, could be grownups about it and, you know, keep our hatred for each other between us. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Um, 
because I thought I was all set for it. People had told me, man, you look, this looks good. You're all set. But, you know, they they go and question everybody. So, you know, lucky me, get a new AR rep. So I'm thinking maybe, well, you know, kind of think that maybe it does something to do because I do think they talk to the AR rep. But anyway, fuck them. I don't want their stupid job anyway. I still I like the job I have. So uh, it would have been paperwork, and I loathe paperwork, unless I'm making an army list or, uh, you know, uh, well, write an army list, and I, I don't really have any use for paper. But um, saving trees, though, anyway. But anyway, today we're going to do a newbie review, one of my newbie reviews. I call it the newbie review. Um, that's because I'm totally new to the game and I'm wanting to learn the armies. And Because uh, I've I found, like, when I'm writing up the list for the two armies I'm primarily going to be doing, Sylvan Elves and Empire, it kind of helps you to uh, – go through all the other army books as well to see what everybody else has got, you know, you know what you're going to be going up against and stuff. So I've read through quite a few of them, but uh, today I'm going to go through the, uh, the VC, the vibe, the vampire counts, I believe. Yeah. Vampire covenant, not counts. That's games workshop. I'm going to go through the uh, vampire covenant book. And uh, so hold on to your hats. Stay tuned for that. And uh, I'll be right back with, uh, Vampire Covenant, um, one of those hated evil armies with, you know, ultra-powerful vampires flying around kicking everybody's ass. But uh, I'll be right back. So for my podcast, since I'm not really high-tech, I use these like free like music bites for the intros and stuff. And uh, one time... I used uh, clips of, uh, in one of the first episodes I did coming back, I don't know if you've heard it, but I, I did like clips of like, you know, Iron Maiden and Metallica and, uh, you know, Megadeth and uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. Um, but when I do that, it only will allow me to uh, publish the, uh, publish this to SoundCloud. Like right now I'm on like uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, a um, bunch of other ones. I think um, some other ones, like there's like 10 total, which I'm on. But uh, yeah, so I have to use the uh, shitty free uh, music stuff. So it's not that I'm incapable of putting like some badass metal in there. It's just that if I do, um, yeah, I don't get to uh, people that don't have Anchor won't be able to uh, listen to it. But anyway, that's not why we're here. Enough about me. From now on, for the next you know, 30 minutes or so, for this segment, we are going to be talking about the Vampire Covenant. Now, I love the Ninth Age, man. I always say it. And I love it because they've got great armies. And I don't know who these people are that put together these books. They do a freaking amazing professional job. I mean, I would not know that this was a fan-made rule system or fan-made, you know, army books or fan-made fluff if I just picked up a book and started reading it without knowing ahead of time. I mean, this is this is better than anything commercially available right now. I mean, it is awesome. Um, so whoever you are writing the fluff, whoever you are um, coming up with the rules and working out the balancing and whoever you are, like, updating the rules and and coming up with all this i mean dude kudos to you guys you guys i am not worthy you guys are amazing i mean you guys put together like an amazing product 
for people like me that are too lazy to, to do all that stuff, you know, I'm, I'm way too lazy and I'm not smart enough to come up with my own, uh, you know, fantasy rules like you guys do. I make, I make historical rules and stuff, but simple ones, you know, for, uh, just me and some of my friends that play, but I could never come up with all this stuff. This stuff is ingenious and the people who do it are amazing. So, um, the last time I didn't start off with the army specific rules and it kind of made it awkward for me as I was going through it. So this one, I'm going to start off with the, uh, army specific rules and I am going to, uh, I'm going to uh, go through it. Um, let's see. So the army-specific rules for the Vampire Covenant. Master of Undeath. One character in the Vampire Covenant army must be nominated to be the master. At the start of the game, the general is always the master. Reanimated. Some unit profiles contain the additional characteristic reanimated, shortened to REA, which determines the number of health points raised with Arise, the Hereditary spell, and the Dead Arise, the Bound spell. All right, so it's already similar to Games Workshop because we're going to have fucking skeletons and shit coming back to life after we kill them. Now that's kind of standard fare for Undead. So let's see what else. Universal Rules. Ashes to Ashes. All right, let me take a breath. It's a pretty long one. Whew, okay, there we go. At the end of any phase in which the master is removed as a casualty, every unit in the army with one or more models with ashes to ashes must pass a discipline test or lose a number of health points equal to the amount by which the test was failed. With no saves of any kind allowed, these health point losses are allotted following the rules for unstable, except that they can never be allotted to models that do not have ashes to ashes. The number of health points lost is reduced by one if the unit is, with, is, in, is within range of rally around the flag. At the end of the player turn in which the master was removed as a casualty, a new master may be selected. In order to do so, nominate a friendly wizard character that either has vampiric or has chosen evocation. This character becomes the new master. At the start of each friendly player turn after the army's master has been removed as a casualty and no new master has been selected, every unit with every with ashes to ashes must once again pass a discipline test or lose health points as described above. So that's pretty serious. So like in the undead, you got this one dude through sure willpower and magic and you know his innate abilities is is animating this massive bunch of dead guys to do his bidding you know through the power of his mind and you know he dies well you know he's a major part of why these dudes are uh, even able to function so it makes sense when the master dies that you know a chunk of these guys are gonna go away they're gonna you know undeaminate i guess you could say so uh and every turn you don't have a new master so you've only got one wizard in your army and one guy with vampiric in your army and that dude dies, well, every turn after... Ah, sorry, man. Did you hear that? I about I ran out of air in mid-sentence. Badass. So, you know, every every turn after that, you have to lose more guys. So I guess it's pretty important to uh, keep your uh, badass vampire alive. Um, probably goes without saying. 
Next universal rule is autonomous. Undead units consisting entirely of models with autonomous may perform march moves as normal, even when outside the range of commanding presence of any friendly models. The unit must still pass a discipline test in order to do so if within eight inches of non-fleeing enemy units. All right, so cool. So they can march close to the enemy and all that good stuff. They have to still have to... Uh, Let's see. Even when outside of experience. Okay, that's interesting. I'll have to read up on that. Not really sure. I mean, I guess it makes the undead more mobile than you would think. I don't know. It's a way to make them quicker. Usually they like shamble around, so all right. Next one is awaken open parentheses X close parentheses. So awaken X. The model can raise health points above a unit's starting size for the units stated within brackets. However, units cannot be increased beyond twice their starting size or beyond the maximum unit size written in their unit entry. The unit starting size is a size of the unit as written on the army list or the size of the unit when it is summoned. Oh, cool. So you got 20 skeletons. You can maybe raise up to 30. It's kind of cool. Free guys. More ranks. Gate to the Netherworld. Whenever a model with Gate to the Netherworld successfully casts Arise, after resolving the spell's effect, choose a friendly unit with a reanimated value and within 12 inches of the caster. This unit or a single character inside the unit raises one health point. No unit can be chosen, chosen more than twice per magic phase by Gates of the Netherworld. Next one, Ghostly Form. The model gains Ghost Step and Magical Attacks. Rank and file models with Ghostly Form can only be joined by characters with Ghostly Form. The Necromantic Aura. Necromantic. It's kind of a cool word. Let's see. Like what? Dead romance. Who said romance is dead? Well, necromantic says so, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All friendly units within six inches of one more model, one or more models with necromantic aura, reduce the number of health point losses caused by ashes to ashes and stable by one. All right, that's cool. So you've got a model with necromantic aura. You want your dudes to be, you want that, you want your dudes to be around them if you lose your master. So, once again, don't let the master die. Uh, the Dead Arise, 0 to 1 per army. The model can cast the Dead Arise as a balanced spell with power levels 4 slash 8. The Dead Arise, it's range 12, type ground, duration instant. Summon a unit listed in the Awaken X Universal Rule of the Caster, declare which before casting, with a number of health points corresponding to the reanimated value of the unit. All models must be placed within the spell's range with at least one model touching the target point. All upgrades except command group options are allowed. The unit loses scoring if it had it at all. Okay. So keep your unit. We'll beef it up. We'll reanimate you, but you're going to lose your scoring status. That's fair. Um, attack attributes for the uh, vampiric Vampire Covenants. Unholy Appetites. Close combat. I love the names for this stuff, by the way. 
after round of combat, after a round of combat in which at least one attack with unholy appetite causes unsafe wound, all attacks with unholy appetite from models in the same unit must reroll failed to hit rolls until the end of the next player turn. That, man, I don't know, but that sounds like a pretty uh, sounds like a pretty decent uh, attack attribute to me. Next one's going to be uh, vampiric. Close combat as well. At the end of each melee, fee, melee, melee phase, check and resolve the following effects for all models with Vampiric. Character. If at least one attack with Vampiric made by the character causes an unsaved wound against enemy units, the character may make, can make a single Vampiric roll. If successful, the character recovers a health point. So you cause damage, you you know, you you regain you you gain health point. You recover a health point. You don't get to add on to your existing health pool, but you can recover once if you lost it. Rank and file model. If at least one attack with rank with a vampiric made by a rank and file model and the unit caused an unsaved wound against enemy units, the unit can make a single vampiric roll. If successful, the unit raises a single health point. Now they say the characters recover a single health point. They says units raise a single health point. So I'm going to say that if you're a character, you can recover a health point using vampiric. And if you're a unit, you can raise your, you can give yourself an extra hit point. That's what I'm reading. Um, a vampiric roll is successful if D6 scores X plus where X is the number stated within brackets. Use only the best value. If a unit or character has multiple parts with this attack attribute that each cause unsafe wounds, a roll of one on the vampiric table is always a failure, and a roll of six is always a success. Models with towering presence suffer a minus two to their vampiric rolls. Yeah, because they're harder to heal. Special attacks. The Reaper. A unit consisting entirely of models on foot with Reaper ignores all other units during their march moves and march advanced moves and march moves, but it must follow the unit spacing rule at the end of its move. The unit can make a sweeping attack. The enemy suffers one hit with strength five, armor penetration ten, and magical attacks for each model with Reaper in the unit. That would be that sounds pretty fucking nasty. All right, the hereditary spell. This spell has a second boosted version version as well. Um, it's called Arise. When resolving the spell, choose one of the following effects for each target. Quickly, shut up. Hey, it's my dog. Um, one of my dogs. I got three little bastards, and, and this one's a long-haired Dotson, and he's being a shit. Um, when we're, okay, so arise. Casting value 4, 8, and 11. The range is 18 inches, a 6-inch aura, or a 12-inch aura. When resolving the spell, choose one of the following for each effect of the uh, thing. It's an augment. It's instant. Okay, the rank and file part of the target raises the number of health points equal to its reanimated value. Up to one character within the target recovers a number of health points equal to its reanimated value. Models with towering presence cannot recover more than two health points from this spell 
in a single magic phase. See, once again, it seems balanced and fair. It doesn't seem overly OP or anything like that. It seems, you know, seems reasonable. Now, here are the vampiric bloodlines. The vampiric vampire covenant army may choose to represent a single vampiric bloodline. In this case, all vampire accounts and vampire courtiers in such a bloodline army must take the upgrade that corresponds to that bloodline. All rules associated with vampire are only applied to the model part that takes the upgrade and do not to apply to any mounts unless specifically stated otherwise. So, uh... So, underneath vampiric bloodlines, we're going to hear something else called ancient blood power. Bloodline vampire counts can take the ancient blood power of their bloodline instead of taking a blood power. All ancient blood powers are 0 to 1 per army. Blood ties. Certain unit entries in this army book include the term blood ties, followed by the name of a bloodline in brackets. If the army includes at least one vampire count or vampire courtier matching the bloodline written in the brackets in a unit entry, this unit gains access to the associated blood ties option. So here are our bloodlines. Coming in at 50 points, the Brotherhood of the Dragon Bloodline. The vampire gains plus two offensive skill, plate armor, and weapons master. And can take any number of close combat weapons, whatever possible, unless another model does so first. Okay, I read that wrong. He can take any number of close combat weapons. Period. Whenever possible, unless another model does so first, the vampire must accept a duel. The vampire must issue a duel. Vampire courtiers cannot be upgraded to wizard adepts. Vampire counts cannot be upgraded to wizard masters. Blood ties to the vampire knights. <coughs> so these guys are obviously like a close combat. It's like a melee bloodline. The vampire's path access is replaced with occultism. Okay. The next bloodline is the uh, ancient blood... Oh, wait. Hey, I'm still on... The ancient blood power for the uh, Brotherhood of the Dragon is uh, called Crimson Rage. Every unsaved wound caused by the vampire's close combat attacks before applying multiple wounds generate another close combat attack. Allocate and resolve the new attacks before removing any casualties in the same initiative step as the attacks that generated them. You cannot generate more attacks than, than there were health points in the health pool towards which the initial attacks were allocated. The new attacks do not generate any further attacks. Next, the Von Karstein Stein bloodline. That's weird. I wonder how they got a hold of uh, Von Karstein. I thought that was Games Workshop. Maybe they're not. Maybe, it, I don't know. Maybe Ninth Age jumped in there and uh, jumped on the uh, patents or whatever for those names before uh, Games Workshop had a chance to, or maybe Games Workshop just let them go, because I noticed the new Games Workshop stuff has all kinds of weird and funky names. Anyway, the Von Karn, the Von Karn, 
von Karnstein. Wait, what's the other one? Von Karstein. Okay, so they added a letter. The vampire must, for 100. This is for 15 points. Um, the vampire must reroll failed vampiric rolls, and the presence of one or more Van Karstein vampires grants one, grants plus one to their side's combat score in any combat which they are engaged in. Models in the same unit as a Van Karstein vampire gain autonomous. If applicable, the ranges of commanding presence rally around the flag of Von Karstein vampires are increased by six inches. Blood ties to the dark coach. Um, the vampire's path access is replaced with evocation or occultism. Its ancient blood power is called Stormcaller for 80 points. All units within 12 inches of the vampire gain hard target. All right. I think that one sounds kind of boring, but it's probably the best one, knowing my luck. Next one is the uh, Lumia, Lumia bloodline. The vampire gains lightning reflexes and suffers negative one attack value. Enemy units in base contact with one or more Lemire vampires suffer minus one agility. If the vampire is not equipped with heavy armor and or a shield, it gains distracting. Duels issued by the vampire must, if possible, be accepted by a character unless the champion accepts first. Enemy model parts without harness in a duel with a vampire suffer minus one attack value. Uh, blood ties, uh, the court of the damned. The vampire's path access is replaced with evocation of witchcraft. Okay. Commandant, the defensive skill and offensive skill of rank and file models in a unit joined by the vampire are set to six. That's pretty awesome power. The uh, Strigoi bloodline, or Strigoi. I think Strigoi sounds better, but Strigoi is probably how it's pronounced. It's spelled S-T-R-I-G-O-I. The vampire gains a fortitude plus four. I mean, four plus hatred and plus one health point. Cannot take a mount except for a shrieking horror and may not be equipped with any kind of armor. That was shrieking horror, not shrieking horror. So don't get don't get excited. Um, vampire courtiers cannot be upgraded to wizard adepts. Vampire counts cannot be upgraded to wizard masters. Blood ties to ghouls. The vampire's path access is replaced with shamanism. Sorry about the dogs, man. They're driving me ape shit. The ancient blood power is ghoul lord. The vampire, its mount, and all rank and file models in its unit gain poison attacks. If the unit it joins already had poison attacks, all rank and file models in the unit wound automatically on a sexual on a successful did I say sexual? <laughs> a successful natural to hit roll of one less than normal, i.e. a five plus instead of a six plus. Let's see. The uh, last bloodline is the uh, Nosferati bloodline. It's free. Vampire suffers one minus one attack, minus two offensive skill, and not be equipped with heavy armor and or a shield. The vampire gains awaken for skeletons and zombies and gates of another world. A vampire courtier must be upgraded to wizard apprentice, wizard adept, or wizard master. 
a vampire must account must be upgraded to wizard adept or wizard master. The vampire always knows the hereditary spell in addition to its other spells. So guys, I think that this I think that sounds I mean pretty reasonable to me. But you know, I could be wrong. Um Hey, like I said, I just got off work, so I actually fell asleep, man, at the end of the uh, last segment. So I learned how to split it off, cut it off. So let's continue now. Let's continue. Um, we just finished up with the uh, Nosferatu bloodline. Um, one thing I didn't put down was the uh, blood ties were uh, the blood ties for the Nes Nosferatu bloodline are wraiths and spectral hunters. The vampire's path access is replaced with cosmology, which is interesting for an evil army, evocation, and occultism. Ancient blood powers blood magic for 50 points. During spell selection, choose a path. This may be a different path than the one the model selects its spells from. When the vampire or friendly wizard within 12 inches casts a hereditary spell, or any spell from the chosen path, the casting value of the spell is reduced by two. And when rolling casting rolls with a single magic dice, a natural roll of one or two of dice is always a failed casting attempt, regardless of any modifiers. When the vampire or friendly wizard within 12, inch 12 inches miscasts, it suffers a plus one missed cast modifier. All right, so it's going to give you a little break on uh, casting, but if, but, uh, yeah, just make sure you don't feel that fucking roll. Um, blood powers. Vampire counts and vampire courtiers may purchase a unique upgrade called blood power. In an army without a bloodline called an independent army, all blood powers are 0 to 1 per army. However, in an army with a bloodline called a bloodline army, only that bloodline's powers can be taken. These Powers can be duplicated within the army unless specifically stated otherwise. So, for the uh, independent or brotherhood of the dragon, you get eternal duelist for 80 points. The vampire must reroll natural to hit and to wound rolls of one with its close combat attacks. Yeah, like a vampire needs that. Um, a monster hunter, 45 points. The vampire gains multiple wounds. Two against Towering Presence. That's nasty. For the uh, Independent or Strigoi, uh, Bestial Bulk. It's uh, 0 to 1 per army. Models on foot army only. The Vampire gains plus 1 resilience and cannot use any weapons, enchantments, or armor equipment. The Vampire's height is changed to large and its base size is 40 by 40. As long as the vampire is joined to a unit of gas, the vampire gains scoring. If playing capture the flags, the vampire gains scoring. No matter if joined to a unit of gas or not. Uh, the next one is Flying Horror. Models on foot only, 50 points. Flying Horror. I don't know why I keep saying horror. I've got horror on the brain. I don't know why. Um. So, Flying Horror, 
Models on foot only. The Vampire gains Fly, 714, Light Tube, Storm of Wings, See Bat Swarms and Unit, and Swift Stride. So, Independent Army or Von Karstein. The Blood Power could be Hour of the Wolf for 50 points. The Vampire's Unit gains Swift Stride. The Vampire gains Awaken um, for Bat Swarms, Dire Wolves, Great Bats, and Zombies. Next one is Unbreakable Will for 35 points. At the beginning of each round of combat, select a single friendly unit engaged in the same combat as the Vampire. This can be the Vampire's own unit. This unit gains Stubborn until the end of the melee phase. For uh, Independent or Lamia, the Mask of Innocence. Innocent my ass. Um, these are like the uh, succubus chick. The, uh, you know, like your... Uh, Sexy female vampires that have nothing good intended for you, I promise you. Uh, Mask of Innocence, 45 points. Enemy units in base contact with one or more vampires with a Mask of Innocence suffer minus one to their discipline. Mesmerizing Gaze, 40 points. The vampire can cast Whispers of the Veil, Evocation, as a bound spell with a power level 4 or 8. All right. Independent or Nosferatu blood powers. Arcane Knowledge, Wizards Only. The Vampire knows the hereditary spell in addition to its other spells. Spells cast by the Vampire gain plus 6-inch range. This effect is a, is decreased to 3-plus range for aura spells. Bound spells and spells without range are not affected. Um, Forbidden Path, 20 points. Wizard Adepts and Masters Only. A wizard master with his blood with this blood power becomes a wizard adept using two different paths it has access to. It knows two spells from each path. A wizard adept becomes a wizard apprentice using two spells using two different paths it has access to. It knows one spell from each path. The blood power cannot be combined with essence of a free mind. Well, let's see. I don't know what it is, but like this free Nos Nosferatu guy, like for 20 points. That seems like a hell of a way to uh, make your apprentice or your adept just a little bit better. I don't know. I think, uh, I think I'm leaning towards old uh, Nosferatu uh, personally so far. Let's see. Um, special items. Reaper's Harvest, 110 points. The weapon, it's a hand weapon enchantment. Attacks this weapon have strength 10, armor penetration 10. They become divine attacks, magical attacks. And uh, when rolling to wound with attacks made with this weapon, use the enemy's discipline instead of its resilience. That's interesting. Well, I mean, you have to have enemy's discipline instead of resilience. Huh. Interesting. Um, True Thirst. Another weapons enchantment for hand weapons, 55 points. Um Attacks made with this weapon gain plus one strength, plus one armor penetration, and vampiric, three plus, and become magical attacks. Reach unsaved wound caused by this weapon during the melee phase. Raise one health point of rank and foil models in the, in the unit at the end of the melee phase. The number of raised health points in each phase cannot ex say, exceed the fixed component of the reanimated value of the rank and foil models in the unit, disregarding any D3 or D6 parts. Um, you can raise four zombies in a single phase. Um, armor enchantments, Legend of the Black King, 
enchantment, heavy armor and plate armor. The way the wearer gains a plus one armor and an Aegis four plus 110 points. Pretty damn good. Um, banner enchantments, the black standard of Zagov, uh, Zag, Zag for bear guard and uh, bear knights only 90 points. Close combat attacks made by rank and file model parts without harness and the bears unit gain plus one to hit. At the start of melee, melee phase, if the Bears unit is unengaged, you may choose a friendly standard height infantry or burrow king unit within six inches of the bearer. Close combat attacks made by rank and file parts with or without harness gain a plus one to hit until the end of the melee phase. That's kind of cool. That's a banner that can, you know, buffs you or buffs a buddy unit, you know. Artifacts. Hypnotic pendant. The bearer gains distracting. All standard height uh, rank and file models and bearer. Bears unit gain parry. 100 points. Eternity gem. Vampire counts and courtiers on monstrous revenant or without tyrant presence only. 95 points. Attacks against the bear's model with lethal striking or multiple wounds. Loser attack attributes. One use only. Must be activated when the bear's model suffers its first wound in the game. After armor save, the bear gains up ages plus two against this wound. Okay, so you get an age of save against your first, first wound of the game. Um, the Necromantic Staff. Uh, dominant. Wizards only. 85 points. The bear gains channel one and can cast the first boosted version, six-inch aura of Arise, the hereditary spell, as a bound spell with a power level 4-8. Um... Knight's Crown, standard height models only. Close combat attacks allocated towards the bear's model. Do not gain strength modifiers of the plus X type conferred by close combat weapons. Close combat weapons can never wound the bear's model on better than a 4+. plus. Um, unholy Tomb, dominant wizards only. Um, the bear can cast Dante Macabre Evocation as a bound spell with power level 4-8. That's 50 points. And finally, the last artifact. For 35 points, the Cursed Medallion. Right before the battle, during step one of the deployment phase sequence, choose a character, champion, or a single model unit on the opponent's army list. The bearer must re-roll, failed to hit, and to wound rolls against this chosen model. I, never, I mean, I get them. Those models are neat and they're fluffy, but I, they never seem to uh, come into play that much. So the army organization is characters 40%, core 25%, but the core category is increased to minimum 20% in an independent army. Um, special, no limit. The suffering, max 20%. Swift death, max 30%. So when I come back, we are going to look at, uh, we're going to go over the characters, um, the core, the special, and all the other crap. Um, and see, get to the meat of this uh, of this dreaded army. I mean, it's supposedly really good. I mean, vampire armies are always seem to be really competitive. Um, I've never played one, but I'm excited to see uh, what's in this bad boy. And uh, so, give me just a couple minutes, and I will be back with that for you.
All right, I'm back. Let's get into the meat and let's see what kind of nasty shit this Vampire Kona book has. I have to admit that I am recording today under duress. I have a new uh, little puppy that's uh, about four months old. He's a... Uh, fuck are you dude his name is Dudley and he is a beagle like a little beagle and he is like he is he's fun but he needs a lot of attention a lot of loving don't you little buddy yeah um he's running around trying to eat the remote control trying to do shit I'm like trying to do this and I'm I mean he obviously comes with uh distracting um but anyway Let's get into this army book. Let's see the meat and potatoes now. Characters, like I said, max 40%. This is the one I'm really interested in. I mean, a vampire army without vampires, right? Vampire count. Single model on a 20 by 20 base. 340 points base. Um, Amount marked with SD counts towards Swift Death. The mount and its rider also count towards characters. So let's see what he's got. Advanced 6, March 12, a little bit faster. Discipline 9, REA 1. That's that reanimate. He is uh, model rules. Autonomous, awakened. He can awaken zombies. He has fear. He's fearless. And he's undead. Well, right there, I thought that if you caused fear... You are automatically fearless, but apparently not, because he is fear, fearless, and undead. Um, he's got three hit points. Seems kind of low. Um, defense seven, uh, resilience five, armor zero, five attacks, offense seven, strength five, AP two, agility seven. Well, he's definitely going to be going first. Um, he's a vampire count, so he's got that vampiric six, which is that vampiric role. You get to make six plus. Um, must take dead arise if he's a general for 25 points. He can have one choice only. He can be a wizard apprentice for free. He can be a wizard adept for 75 points. He can be a wizard master for 225 points. Um, evocation, occultism, and path access changes. In a bloodline army. So if you take whatever bloodline you take, you know that those two can change. But your base is evocation and occultism. So this guy is one badass. He could be one. I mean, that would be one expensive. I mean, my God, you're looking at a lot of points for one character. But, um, I mean, he could have a thousand-point character almost, probably with a mount, right? I mean, a wizard master, 225, that's 565, without any items, without a mount. I wonder. Um, he can have a single blood power. He can have up to 200 points in special items. He'd have a shield for five points, light armor for five points, heavy armor for 15 points. He could have one choice between a paired weapon for 10, um, halberd for 15, great weapon for 20, lance for 20. Um, he can also take an ancient bloodline, a bloodline army. He can ride a skeletal steed. He can ride, ride for 60 points. He can ride a monstrous revenant, which would count towards the uh, sudden or swift death amount in the army as well. For 115, he can take a spectral steed for 115. He can take the court of the dam for 330. He can take the uh, shrieking horror 
See, I said it right. Uh, Strigoi bloodline only counts towards S counts towards uh, uh, swift death as well for 340. He can take a zombie dragon, which counts towards the swift death also for 345. Or he can take a colossal zombie dragon, um, swift death for 425 points. Yeah, so you can one expensive motherfucker. Uh, then you got the vampire courtier. Um, same movement, autonomous, awaken zombies, fear, fearless undead. Um, hit points three, defense six, res four, arm zero, uh, four attacks, six offense, strength five, AP two, um, agility six, uh, vampiric. So, I mean, for less than half the price, you're, you're losing like a resilience, you're losing an offense, but. I mean, I don't know, less than half price. Uh, he can be your general. Um, I guess it depends on how you're going to make your army. If you want a, a couple really powerful vampires, you'll probably take, you know, the vampire counts. If you want to use a lot of different units, a lot of character, I mean, a lot of uh, have a bigger army with, like, hammers and hitty stuff, I guess you take the vampire courtier as your uh, general. I don't know. Um but you can, you can be a wizard apprentice for 30 points, an adept wizard for 105, and a wizard master for 200, uh, where actually only the Nosferatu can be a wizard master. That's 255 points. Evocation, occultism, but you can also uh, can change depending on the bloodline you take. Um, you can take a single bloodline. You can't take an ancient power, an ancient bloodline, though, an ancient power of the bloodline. Um, you can be a battle standard bear, but it costs you 50 points. Um, you can take up to uh, 100 points in uh, special items. So once again, you get the shield, the light armor, the heavy armor. A um, little bit less cost uh, for these guys and for the vampire counts. Great weapons, halberd, lance, paired weapons. He can ride a skeletal steed, a spectral steed, a monstrous revenant, um, which counts towards swift death, or the court of the damned. Can't ride a dragon. No dragon allowed. And then you get your Necromancer, 130 points, uh, 20 by 20 base. He has Awakened, Skeletons and Zombies, Fears, Gates of the Netherworld, Undead, Wizard Apprentice. He's Advanced 4, March 8, Discipline 7, um, Reanimate 1. He's got 3 hit points, Defense 3, Res 3, Tax 1, Offense 3, Strength 3, 0 AP, and 3 agility. So this guy's mainly going to be your wizard. Raising, he's going to be the guy back there raising all the zombies and skeletons that get wasted um, every turn like they seem to do. Um, he must take the Dead Arise if you may, if you have the balls to take this guy as your general. Uh, one choice only. He can be a wizard adept for 75 points or a master wizard for 225. He can take up to 100 points of special items. If he's a wizard master, he can take 200 points. He can wear light armor. He can ride a spectral steed. Um, wizard masters can ride the monstrous revenant, which uh, counts towards your uh, uh, swift death uh, category. And he can also take a cadaver wagon, which sounds pretty interesting, for 250. I was wondering where to get that coach, that black coach, in, in the list somehow. I figured they would. Um, then you've got a Barrow King. He's on a 20 by 20 base. He's 165 points. He's moved for uh, March 8. He has Discipline 8, REA 1, Ashes to Ashes, Fearless, Not a Leader, Undead, 
unliving shield, so he can't be your general. Um, he's got uh, four hit points, defense five, resilience five. Um, he's got three attacks, offense five, strength four, AP one, four agility, heavy armor and shield. He has lethal strike, magical attacks, multiple wounds, um, two against uh, standard-sized creatures. He's an unliving shield is a universal rule. Enemy models cannot allocate close combat attacks towards a necromancer as long as they can allocate attacks towards a model with unliving shield in the same unit as a necromancer. This rule cannot be used if there are also models with vampiric in the same unit as a necromancer. So you take a unit with unliving shield, you have a barrow king and a and necromancer in a unit, they can't allocate attacks to the uh, necromancer as long as this guy's alive and in there. So it does kind of, it's actually a use. I mean, I guess take like a necromancer wizard master and you want him in a bunker and safe, then you stick this guy next to him and, uh, you know, he's your necromancer seems to be fairly safe. Um, even though your Barrow King cannot be a general, he can be a battle standard bear. He can take up to 150 points of items. Um, he can have a great weapon for five points, a halberd for five points, a lance for five points, paired weapons for five points, and he can read a he can ride a skeletal steed. Next up in characters is a fell wraith. You can have zero to three of these models in your army. Um, standard infantry, 20 by 20 base. The unit counts both towards characters and the suffering. A mount marked with SD counts towards swift death. Occasionally the mount and its rider count towards characters and no longer towards the suffering. Um, Evil race and banshees share the same 0-3 models army limitation. So, I have no idea what the hell that just meant, but there it is for you to break down. Um, advanced six, March 12. And I do these so that you can listen to them while you're in your car, you know, driving to work, can't read your army book while you're, you know, I mean, if you're at home, you can just kind of read them obviously. But if you're in your car or, you know, you're at the beach or you're, you know, you're, uh, I don't know, just screwing around doing whatever you can, uh, you can, uh, listen to this. I mean, who doesn't want to listen to Bradley on Bradley's chat? do a newbie review of the vampire accounts while they're making love to their wife. I mean, come on, come on, man. This is, this is nothing says romance and nothing brings out the passion in a woman like, uh, talking about vampire accounts and the undead vampire coming in. I mean, nothing does, nothing does. Um, so like I said, this fell wraith has a, Advance 6, March 12, Discipline 5, Reanimate 1, Ashes to Ashes, Fear, Fearless, Ghostly Form, Light Troops, Not a Leader, Terror, Undead. It's got 3 hit points, Defense 4, Resilience 3, Armor 0. Age is 3 plus against non-magical attacks or a 5 plus against anything else. He has 3 attacks, Offense 4, Strength 3, AP 10. <coughs> Say what? 3... Uh, offense four, strength three, AP ten attacks, agility two. Oh, and he's got that Reaper shit, which allows you to. Uh, oh wow, so this guy can hit, hits like a bastard. Um, he hits like a bastard. Uh, man, this guy hits like a bastard. 
He can have up to 100 points in weapons enchantments. He can have a great weapon for 10 points. He can ride a skeletal steed. He can ride a monstrous revenant and lose the agents three. He loses the ages three plus against non-magical attacks if he does that. But the monstrous revenant, he can ride that baby for 145 points. Then we got a banshee, 155 points. It counts towards uh, characters and the suffering. Um, and like I said, you can take zero to three fell race and banshees total. You can't take, you know, two banshees and two fell race. Zero to three of these guys. So the Banshee has Advanced 6, March 12, Discipline 5, Reanimate 1, Ashes to Ashes, Fear, Fearless, Ghostly Form, Light Troops, Not a Leader, Terror Undead, um, 3 Hit Points, Defense 3, Resilience 3, Aegis 3 plus against non-magical attacks, Aegis 5 plus. He's got 1 attack, Offense 3, Strength 3, AP 0, uh, Agility 3. He also has Reaper, and that Reaper is nasty. Um, Remember Reaper, uh, units with Reaper, they, uh, oh shit, what do they do? They, uh, oh fuck, Reaper. A unit consisting entirely of models on foot with Reaper. Ignore all other units during, so you can march them right next to anybody. Um, and they also make a sweeping attack. Um, the enemy unit suffers one strength hit. Hits, suffers one hit with strength five, armor pressure ten, and magical attacks for each model with Reaper in the unit. So it's just extra attacks. That was pretty hard hitting attacks. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah, the Banshee also has the Whale of Woe. A model with this special attack can use it as one, a shooting attack, and as two, a special attack when engaged in combat. Choose a target using the normal rules for shooting attacks. The attack has range 8, march and shoot. Inflicts D6 plus 2 hits with strength 4, arm penetration 1, and magical attacks. It's like a spell. You don't have to roll for it. Um, and 2, the attack is made at the model part's agility. Declare that you are using Whale of Woe when allocating attacks. If used, the model part cannot perform any close combat attacks. Choose a single unit in base contact as the target. The target unit suffers D3 plus 1 hits with strength 4, arm penetration 1, and magical attacks. I mean, it's free spells, right? You can use them for shooting. You can use them in hand-to-hand. -hand. It's, pretty, it's a pretty good hand-to-hand -hand attack, but he can't use his other attacks, but he only has one attack anyway, so why the hell would he want to? So you get the Reaper attack. And then you get uh, for shooting, you get D6 plus two hits, and close in hand to hand combat, you get D3 plus one. So you get one strength five and uh, D3 plus one strength four. So that's pretty good, I guess. Um, I don't really, I guess, because vampires are in this list. I mean, just after the vampires, everything else seems kind of laid back and kind of. Mm. Not as cool. I mean, the Barrel King, um, Necromancer, and a bunker seems kind of interesting. Um, now your character mounts. You got a Stellatal Steed, 816 movement, Ghost Step. Um, its armor is whatever the character is, plus two. It's got one attack, offense two, strength three, a 
Agility 2, Harness Magical Attacks. Uh, the Spectral Steed can fly. 816. It's got Ghost Step and Light Troops. Its armor is uh, characters plus one. It's got one attack, offense two, strength three, agility two. So it's, um, and then the Cadaver Wagon on a 60 by 100 milliliter base. It's got four inch move, eight inch march. Um, Necromantic Aura. No rest for the wicked and a war platform. It's got a four plus fortitude save. It's got four hit points. Resilience four. Its armor is a uh, character plus two. Um, offensive. Uh, the shambling horde has eight attacks. Uh, offense one, strength three, agility one. Harnessed. And the chassis has a uh, strength four, AP one, impact hits. One impact hit. They count as being inanimate. Uh, what no rest for the wicked rule does all rank and file models in friendly units within six inches gain fortitude six plus gas in friendly units within six inches gain fortitude four plus instead in addition all rank and file models in friendly units that count towards core within six inches or one or more Walter rock uh, cadaver wagons gain fortitude plus one a max five plus during the first round of combat so that's like a, like a disgusting buff wagon, I guess. The thing moves slow as shit, so no wonder it doesn't have very high impact hits. Um, the Court of the Damned, uh, move for Mar March 8. It's got Chill of the Grave, Fear, Ghost Step, Tower and Presence, War Platform. It's uh, got five hit points, defense five, resilience five. Armor same as a character. Offensive, Paramour times two. There's two attacks. Offense five, strength five, AP two. Vampiric six plus, agility six. Um, spectral Pallbearers get eight attacks. Um, offense two, strength three, agility two. They're magical attacks. And the chassis gets uh, resilience five, armor two, impact, D6 impact hits, and it's inanimate. I don't know why the Court of the Dam gets. Maybe the Court of the Dam is the. Vampire coach. I don't know. It's on a 60 by 100 also. Um, but yeah, this thing seems cooler than the uh, seems cooler than the cadaver wagon. But I guess it's because this thing's made for a vampire to be riding in, riding on. Um, a shrieking horror. Uh, zero to one, the army. And you can have as many courts of damage you want, I guess. Uh, it's like a gigantic beast on a 100 by 150 millimeter base. It's on the ground, it moves 612. In the air, it flies 816. It counts as light troops, 455 plus. It's got the chilling shrink, shriek. It's harnessed. Um, hit point six, defense four, res resilience six. It's got four attacks that's your offensive four, strength five, AP two, agility two. Um, these guys have a lot of, of uh, special rules, man. Lots of shit to keep track of, but you know what? None of it really seems overpowered. Um, at least not yet. I mean, let's see. Uh, I mean, it looks like they're, they have access to a lot of magic. Um, let's see. Chilling Shriek, the special attack. A model of this special attack can use it as one, a shooting attack, and as two, a special attack when engaged in combat. Um, one, when used as a shooting attack, choose a target, um, Normal rules for shooting attacks. The attack has range 8, 
and you can march in suits. You can as range twenty because you can march twelve and then shoot this mother, shoot this thing. Um, the attack is made at the model parts agility. Declare that you are using Chilean Shriek when allocating attacks. This is in melee. If used, the model part cannot perform any close combat attacks. Choose a single unit in base contact with a target. Regardless of whether it is used as a shooting or melee attack, the Chilean Shriek inflicts one hit for each health point the model with Chilean Shriek currently has. So you have the six. These hits always have strength 10, armor penetration 10, and magic attacks. When rolling to win with this attack, use the enemy's discipline instead of its resilience. So depending on who you're fighting, it can be a... It can be a little bit harder to win with them, but I don't see how with strength 10, armor penetration 10. Jesus. Um, these hits always. So... Yeah, four attacks. Man, it's strength 10, armor, armor 10. Yeah. All right, so that's pretty badass. Uh, the Monstrous Revenant. It has fear. It can fly 816. Light troops, towering presence. Moves 612 on the ground. Four hit points. Um, defense, same as the character, or C. Um, res is five. Armor is a C, has four attacks, four offensive, strength five, AP two, agility, has lethal strike, poison attacks. Um, you can take a great mon, you can make it a great monstrous revenant for ten extra points. A great monstrous revenant, universal rule: the monstrous revenant gains devastating charge plus one strength plus one AP, and its base size changes from fifty by fifty to sixty by one hundred. And you got your zombie dragon, uh, 612, 714 flying, light troops. It's got distracting and fortitude six. I bet it is distracting. It's probably disgusting as fuck. Um, six hit points, defense four, resiliency six. Because, I mean, you can't. How are you going to fuck this thing up more? It's already fucked up. Arm three, uh, five attacks, offense four, strength six, AP three, two agility. It has a breath attack um, for toxic attacks. Hey guys, I'm back. We just finished on the uh, Colossal Zombie Dragon. It's like day four of this uh, recording thing for me because I tell you what, this book is sucking my will to live. This is a really good book though. Um, I've had a chance to just read a little bit deeper into the uh, vampire counts in between recording sessions. And I mean, some of these blood powers are crazy. And the way they interact with uh, some of the units is especially pretty, pretty awesome. So we finished up with the uh, characters and character mounts. Now we're going to go to core. 25% minimum. This is uh, this is probably one of the most iconic units for vampire counts. It's the zombies. So you get 20 of them for 125 points, and you can get an extra zombie for 5 points up to 80. You have the four uh, units in the army. They've got advance 4 inches, march 8. Um, just discipline two, um, reanimate two D six plus four. So, um, when they do the arise thing, they can really get a lot. You can always replenish your ranks of these pretty easy. It looks like they have one hit point, just one defense, 
resilience three, attacks one, offense one, strength three, zero, agility one. So on paper, these guys look like crap. And in fact, in reality, they are crap. Um, they're not going to kill anything. Don't think, oh, I'm going to send multiple units of zombies into something. I'm going to wipe it out because you're probably not. Um, what these guys are good at is probably, uh, you know, uh, character wagons, you know, character bunkers. They're probably good at uh, just tying up enemy like a you've got a super hitty enemy unit. And, and they're doing like 15 plus wounds to you per turn, 20 wounds per turn. You don't care because you're just going to reanimate. You can keep someone tied up for ages with this and maybe get a flank attack on them or something. Next up are the skeletons. Uh, 150 points for 20 of them. They're eight points a model extra. Uh, both, I should say, the zombies are fearless. They have ash dashes. They're scoring undead. Same thing here. Um but what you're getting for the extra three points is you're getting light armor and a shield. You're getting one more agility which and one more offense and one more defense. So I don't really think L and discipline goes to a whopping four. So I don't know if they're worth the three points per model because, like I said, they're not going to be killing anything. The reanimation is a little bit lower, so the armor probably helps them on that. But I guess it just goes to depend on what kind of look you want for your army. Do you like the way the zombies look? Do you like the idea of having skeleton army? Um I don't know. For me, it looks. Even though I think skeletons are cooler, because I've always kind of liked skeletons, I don't. I don't see them. I mean, like an undying uh, dynasties, dynasties army or something. Skeletons are the rage. But I mean, for the vampire counts, I think you're mainly going to take some heavy hitting units and characters, and a crap load of zombies. That's just that's the way I would imagine they're played. So skeletons, not so much sure. Um, for the zombies, you can get a musician. I don't know what for. You can get a standard bear, 10 points. The skeletons, you can give them uh, halberds, or you can give them spears. They can have a champion, a musician, a standard bear, and enchantments. So they're kind of giving you the impression that, hey, this is a real unit, you know? Buy halberds for it, you know? And, you know, but they're not going to hit shit. I mean, offense too, probably not going to hit stuff, hit anything. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe you, I, I, again, I just don't see, I just don't see how, unless maybe you wanted to like get a unit of like 40 of them and throw them into some flagellants from the empire and just, uh, let them grind on each other all day. I don't know. Uh, the third unit in the core is a really, really, really good unit. They're the ghouls. They're 125 points for 10. They're 16 points extra in model. They're uh, advanced 4, march 8, discipline 6. Reanimation is D6 plus 4. They have ashes to ashes, fearless, scoring and undead. They're also first raised. So it's a universal rule that uh, ghoul champions uh, give the unit swift reform, which could come in handy. They have one hit point, defense 3, uh, resilience of 4. Because um, there are, I mean, they're. These things are like cannibalistic. They're lost their minds. I mean, I don't. They they don't care if you cut their arm off. They're gonna keep coming. They get two attacks each. Their offense three, strength three, zero, agility four. But they have poison attacks and the unholy appetite. And here's the kicker: you can take up to thirty-five models in in a unit at two points per model, and you can have uh, give them vanguard. And when you if you take a uh, stragoy. 
STRI GOI vampire join this unit. That vampire gains uh, Vanguard. So, here's the thing. You take uh, Shigoi Vampire, and you take like his Ancient Blood Power, and you take the the Blood blood Ties for Shigoi, and your Shigoi Vampire is going to have a plus one hit point, plus one resilience. He's going to be vanguarding in with these ghouls who get to... Uh, so you're going to be right... So my idea is like just have one big unit of these guys, like 35 of them, stick it to a Shigoi Vampire in there, fully decked out, and just throw them out there in front of your army. Pick a point where you're going to main attack the enemy army. Send that group right at them because it's going to keep somebody busy for days because not every army, every unit in every army does not have the ability to deal with vampire. So depending on how your opponent deploys, send your vampire in there, van- vanguard them up with these uh, ghouls, using these ghouls like a shield. I mean, that's going to be a crap load of attacks. That's going to be... A super hard to kill block and it's just gonna i mean if you got that into like the center of my empire battle line i would be super pissed because i would be like jesus i got like three units trying to deal with this thing um and then you just bring the rest of the army up behind it i mean if i see 35 ghouls coming at me led by a vampire um especially if that vampire is uh with the uh bonuses and crap he's gonna be uh yeah, he's going to be resilient six. He's going to have four hit points. Um, with the uh, and he has yeah five attacks. He's going to have you give him um, the bestial bulk, which like I said, it makes him scoring. Um, it gives him plus run resilience. He can't take armor enchantments, but you don't, probably don't need it for this type of unit. And then the Shigoi Bloodline, he gets a he gets a fortitude four plus save. He gets hatred. He gets an extra health point. Um, his blood ties are ghouls. So, and then you give him like the uh, hypnotic pendant, which will give that entire unit distracting and uh, give all the ghouls parry. And that's just a nasty like that's just nasty i don't know that to me that just sounds pretty pretty gruesome i don't want something like that in my face right off the bat of the game um let's see then you got your bat swarms 110 points for two models 22 points extra model you can be up to 10 you got four models in your army um they're swarms so they go on 40 millimeter bases on the ground they're slow as shit they go advance one march two um, and when they fly, they go 6 and 12. Um, discipline 3. Reanimation value is D6 plus 4. They're skirmishers or light troops. They have a storm of wings universal rule. So enemy units in base contact with one or more models with storm of wings suffers a minus 1 offensive skill and a one of minus 1 defensive skill. They're undead. Um, each swarm has 4 hit points. Defense 3, res 2. They're distracting. They're a hard target. Uh they have four attacks, offensive three, uh, strength two, agility three. And these guys are basically uh, just uh, chaff, a little bit more survivable chaff. They can be a pain in the butt, but, I mean, I don't see myself panicking if I have – if I see bat swarms, just me. I'm not going to see it. Uh, I'm not going to see this panic. And I don't, I'm not even sure if you would take bat swarms. I mean, a lot of people probably would. I mean, I used to see – back in Warhammer days, people used to take them. Um, but the ninth age is kind of a different game. And it's like, 
I don't know if you've got vanguarding ghouls that are charging up there. And I mean, the zombies do the, the undead really care if they get chaffed because they've got low agility anyway. They really care. Um, I don't know. I mean, their zombies kind of are chaff, right? I mean, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see after reading the forums and see what people do with bat swarms. But anyway, now on to special. No limit on the specials. You've got your iconic dire wolves. They're 80 points for five models, 15 points per extra model. Have to zero uh, to five units in the army. Each each unit can be uh, five to 15 models. They're on standard 25 by 50 cavalry bases. They advance nine, March 18. So they're really fast. Now, this is the kind of chat that I like because you can, like, you know, hit that fast elven cavalry first. You know what I mean? Say you're advanced up to center and they got elven cavalry on a flank and you just want to, you know, lock it down for a turn or so. Just send these bastards into that. And they're also with that range. I mean, you can get some probably people have to really watch their angles. If you hold them back, you can get some flanks on some unsuspecting people. They're probably also actually pretty good to, uh, if you want to uh, use them to uh, absorb enemy shooting and engage enemy shooting units. So they have ashes to ashes. They have fearless. They have undead. They have vanguard. So you not only you so your vanguard and you got March 18. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. Imagine going first, and you're gonna have a lot of charging opportunities. That's for you. You probably shoot down like, I mean. A unit of like ten or fourteen elven archers does not want to uh, does not want to probably uh, see this across the table from it. Um, but they're only hit point one, defense three, res resilience three, attacks one, offense three, strength three. But they do have devastating charge because of one plus one strength and plus one AP, and they can't take a champion. I guess biggest AP wolf. Now you've got the bigger bat dudes, the giant great bats. It's a hundred points for two bats. Um, you can get uh, up to seven more for a total of nine in the unit for uh, 10 points extra per bat. Have up to four units in the army. They're slow as hell, too. Advance one, march two. But when they fly, they're 918. So they're just like the direwolves. I guess they do the same thing as the direwolves, except they get uh, more attacks. They're a hard target. They lose just the plus one strength and the plus one AP, but I'm not sure that you need it. They're fearless. Um, light troops, skirmish run dead. They have two hit points each. Their defense three, resilience three, uh, two attacks, offense three, strength three, agility three. I think if I'm choosing between uh, dire wolves and uh, giant bats, I'm probably going to go with the uh, giant bats. I mean, they're hard targets, which helps. Um, you're not really trying to – you're not going to kill off an entire unit probably with – even of shooters with one of these units. But uh, – that's not the goal. You're just trying to cause damage. I just think, you know, I don't know. To me, great bats trump dire wolves, which is weird. I mean, I guess it's cool to have both. You know, you have your giant bats go after enemy uh, shooters, have your dire wolves hanging back for uh, flank charges. And then you've got your gas, 160 points for three of them, 88 points per extra model, three to 10 miles in unit, zero five units in the army. Um, they move 6, March 12, Discipline 5. The reanimation value is D3 plus 1. They have Ashes Ashes, Fear, Fearless, Undead. They have a 5 plus Fortitude save. They each have 3 hit points, Defense 3, Resilience 5. Um, 3 attacks, 3 offense, 4 strength, 1 AP, um, 2 agility, Poison, poison attacks, and un, Unholy Appetite. Um, these guys are solid, and they're not super expensive either. I mean... 
they look to be pretty decent. I mean, three attacks, you got like, I don't know, six, seven minute unit. That's 18 attacks, right? And you've got strength four, AP one. The uh, You give them the uh, poison attacks, and they have poison attacks anyway, and they have unholy appetite. I mean, they're, they're not a bad unit to uh, dish in some damage. Um, they can be reanimated like everything else can too. The unholy appetite deal, remember, is after a round of combat, at least one attack with unholy appetite caused an unsaved wound. All attacks with unholy appetite from models in the same unit must reroll failed to hit rolls until the end of the next player turn. So, yeah, I mean, you get them. I mean, that's you're just making them more hitty. I mean, don't get it twisted. These guys aren't like, uh, I don't know, they're probably not like minotaurs or anything, but as far as like an army where you're relying on mainly crap and uh, fast chaff, and uh, which you don't even need, probably. And, uh, you know, vampires um, and some big monsters. You know, gas are a pretty pretty good hitty unit. And, I mean, they're, they're not bad. They look they look pretty solid. Like, I personally, I don't know. I think that I would, I would run gas. I would. Um, the Borough Guard, they're uh, 160 points a model, 20 for uh, 15 of them. Then you get 20 points per extra model, up to 40 models. Um, they're advanced for March 8, discipline 7, reanimates D3 plus 4. Ashes to Ashes, Bodyguard for a General or a Barrow King, Fearless, Scoring, and Undead. That's one little benefit of the Barrow Guard. They are a scoring unit. They carry, they wear heavy armor. They have Lethal Strike, Magical Attacks, Multiple Wounds, two against standard uh, opponents. So they've got uh, one hit point, Defense 3, resolute, Resilience 4, one attack, Offense 3, Strength 4, AP 1, Agility 3. Um, you can give them a Shield, you can give them a Halberd, you can give them great weapons. Um, you can give them a champion, you can give them a musician, you can give them a standard bearer with a banner enchantment of no limit. I mean, yeah, take any of these, give them a champion, give them a standard bearer, and I would run them with great weapons personally just because agility three, you're not going to hit anybody first anyway, so when you do hit them, you want to do the wounds and make the wounds count. Plus with that lethal strike, oh, yeah, multiple wounds, yeah, that unit can probably surprise and dish out quite a bit of damage for, for what it is. And you got uh, Barrow Knights. They're like the uh, knights on this, like skeleton knights on steeds, I guess, but your basic ones. They move 8, March 16, Discipline 7, D3 plus 2, Reanimate. Ashes to Ashes, Fearless, Ghost Step, Scoring and Undead. They've got Heavy Armor and Shield. One Hit Point, Defense 3, Resilience 4. Um, offense 3, Strength 4, 1 AP for the Rider. Offense 2, Strength 3 for the uh, Horsey. Um, the horse counts as magical attacks. Um, the Baron Knight gets lethal strike, magical attacks, multiple wounds, and Santa with a lance. So, I mean, again, pretty solid unit. I like the special units a lot. I think it's just dependent on, I guess you just, you'd want to pretty much max out your, your core with, I mean, a lot of zombies probably. I mean, take like four units of zombies, I guess. And then you'd have, uh, depending on what what bloodline you're going with or what character you're going, I mean, you can make a pretty good army with um, Barrow Guard and Barrow Knights. There's a lot of armies that would like to have this unit. Um, the Cadaver Wagon, baby. Um, it's a large, it's a construct. It's on a 60 by 100 base. You can have the two in your army. You probably want to take two of these. 260 points. 
Um, advance four, March eight, discipline five, reanimate two. Ashes to ashes, fearless, necromantic aura. No rest for the wicked, not a leader, undead, war platform. The no rest for the wicked universal rule. All rank and file models and friendly units within six inches gain fortitude six. Gas in a friendly unit within six inches gain fortitude four. In addition, all rank and file models in friendly units that count towards core within six inches of one or more cadaver wagons gain fortitude plus one, a max of plus five during the first round of combat. So it's got four hit points, defense three, resiliency uh, four, armor two, fortitude four plus save. The cadaver master has one attack, offense three, strength three, agility three. The Shambling Horde has eight attacks, uh, offense one, strength three, agility one, and they're harnessed. And the chassis is uh, resilience four, armor one, impact hits one, inanimate. So, I mean, depending on the type of armor you're taking. If you're taking gas or you have a cord, you want to you wanna just, uh, I don't know. I wonder if that works for zombies. probably does. It gives like an extra save for zombies and plus you're animating. I mean, 260 points, why not, right? Why not? Because you want to keep your crap alive as long as possible, you know, to give your uh, vampires time to kill everything. And you got the Dark Coach, 465 points a model, two units in the army. It's a large construct as well. It's on a 50 by 100 millimeter base. It's um, moves eight, marches eight, um, discipline seven, reanimate one. It's a fear, fearless ghost step, swift stride, undead, unholy conduit. It has uh, five hit points. Um, the undo, unholy conduit is universal rule gives friendly units within six inches gain autonomous. It's got uh, five hit points, defense three, resiliency five, armor four, agility, or a four plus Aegis save. The coachman has two attacks, offense three, strength three, AP ten. Two agility magical attacks with great weapon. Uh, the vampire has four attacks, offense six, strength five, AP two, agility six. He's only vampiric three. I mean, most of them, you know, when you roll for your vampiric rolls, a lot of the times it's five or six. So you got a three plus. You got uh, two undead mounts. They each have one hit point, offense three, strength four, AP one, agility two, harnessed. And the chassis itself has resiliency five, two armor, and an impact hicks D6 plus one M. So it's cherry. Um, Blood ties. Uh, Von Karstein says you must take stubborn at 20 points. All right. So I guess you have to go Von Karstein maybe with it. Probably not. It just says if your blood time. Okay. You can take any blood tie you want with it, but if you take Von Karstein, you must make it stubborn for 20 points extra. Um, it's got a, You can make an extended chassis of it for 10 points. The Dark Coach's uh, base size is changed to 50 by 150, and its undead mount attacks value is set to 2. So instead of one attack, it's there set to 2. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, this thing, I mean, yeah, 465-point vampire chariot, baby. That's what it is. I mean... Why the hell not? Um, why wouldn't you? Um, unholy conduit. Let me refresh my memory. 
Actually, I'm not refreshing my memory. I'm going to cheat and go uh, read what the hell un, un, uh, Unholy Conduit is. Do we know what Unholy Conduit is? Uh, um, now it must be in the main rule book. So that's where Unholy Conduit's in the main rule Well, it's got Unholy Conduit. So basically a vampire chariot. But um, I don't know. I'd take it. What the hell? Why not? Things a monster. Be hard to kill. Um, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? I like the dark coach a lot. I like the cadaver wagon for buffing your crappy infantry. I like the dark coach for being kind of a you know slow hammer. I mean, two dark coaches for uh, eight hundred. Uh, 930 points for two dark coaches. I mean, I would hate to see two dark coaches across from me. That would, ugh, that would, I would not want to see that, honestly. Um, it amazes me, like, the high resiliency of a lot of these things in this army. You've got the, uh, coming up next, you've got the Court of the Damned at 300 points, single model, two in the army, 6,500 base. Movement four, March eight, discipline seven, reanimate one. There's one saving grace. It's like the uh, discipline is not super high, but they're fear and fearless. So I don't know if they really take a lot of tests or not. <coughs> Pardon me. So fear, fearless, ghost step, not a leader, towering presence, undead war platform. Universal rule, chill the grave. Enemy units within six inches of one or more models with chill the grave suffer minus two agility and minus two defensive skill. All right, so the core of the dam lets your, uh, you know, vampire hit a little better. Or let your everybody hit a little better, I would imagine. Has five hit points, defense five, resiliency five, armor two. Uh, Paramore, um, parentheses three, two attacks, offense five, strength five, AP two, agility six, vampiric roll of six plus. Spectral pallbearers, eight attacks, offense two. Uh, strength three, agility two, harness magical attacks. And then you got the uh, chassis, resilience two, armor two, uh, impact hits D6 inanimate. If your bloodline is uh, Lemia, you must uh, take this uh, Aegis four plus save for uh, 75 points. But again, I mean, that. I mean, I'm new to the game, okay? I get it. I'm new. I I don't know shit, according to probably a lot of people. But is it me, or is I mean, honestly, like this dark coach, even though it's forty five points, seems like a bargain. And this quarter of the damned, I mean, that doesn't seem uh, super expensive for for what you're doing. I mean, fuck, ten ten uh, Sylvan Wood Elf archers with nothing is two hundred and forty points. Sixty points more, you get this uh, quarter of the damned. I mean, holy crap. I mean, it's all relatives. You have to take extra crap for your vampire army, and vampire armies can be expensive when you get your characters. But still, I mean, Court of the Dam? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, I'll take two. Um, Altar of Undeath, 350 points. Uh, zero two units in the army, 5,100 meter meter base, 800 advance, 800 march, this one five, reanimate one. It's got Ashes to Ashes, Fear, Fearless, Ghost Step, Lash of Souls, um, Swift Stride, Terror, Towering Presence, and Undead. 
Um, it's got five hit points, defense three, resiliency five again, armor two, fortitude four plus A, the dark conductor. Has a one attack, offense three, strength three, agility three. He's got the aura of undeath. The aura of undeath is a shooting attack. During its shooting phase, the model can make a shooting attack that targets all enemy units within 12 inches of the model, including those engaged in combat and outside the front arc and line of sight. Are you fucking kidding me? This attack can even be used if the altar is engaged in combat. The targets, the targets suffer D6 hits with a strength equal to the current game turn and armor penetration too. I mean, let that fucking sink in. When are you going to use it? Probably like turn four, five, six. And I mean, Jesus. Okay. And like I said, as Lash of Souls, Universal Rule, the model can cast Pentagram of Pain and Occultism spell as a bound spell with a power level four and eight. And you know what? Why wouldn't it be able to? Why wouldn't it? Ghost Steeds get eight attacks, offense two, strength three, agility two, harness magical attacks. The chassis again, F and chariot, strength five, AP two, impact hits, D6 inanimate. All right. All right. I, I, I'm starting to see something here. I mean, you throw some vampires into this mix and you pick your bloodline, you pick the right blood power and you get a game plan for your army and you can beat some ass with this army. This is like, uh, this is a pretty tough ass army. I mean, court of the damned altar of undeath for 350 points. You get this badass thing, which can attack everything within 12 inches of it gets, uh, you know, D6 hits with a strength equal, and that's not counting your eight ghost steeds attack, your uh, magical attack, your uh, your freaking uh, causes terror, your D6 inanimate. I mean, Jesus. Um, it's only got a discipline five, though. I wonder how, but then again, I mean, what, what, what uh, roles do you have to make when you cause terror? And you're and you're fearless, and you have fear. I don't, I don't think discipline even matters at that point, does it? So I don't really see a weakness in this thing, really. I mean, it's not like a total monster's beat stick, but it's nice when you're going up against like, I mean, I don't think goblin. This is like your, this is like your, uh, oh hell, goblins are pretty popular, you know, at this tournament. Or hey, um, the the skaven or the the vermin are going to be there in force, or. Uh, I mean, shit, take this thing just to clear out the crap. I mean, umpire, I, I don't want this thing within 12 inches of my umpire, of my umpire. I don't want this thing within 12 inches of any of my armies. Ugh. I mean, God, holy smokes, that's good. Um, the Suffering, max 20%. Phantom Hosts, uh, 160 points for two models, 75 points per extra model, up to five. Zero two units in the army, zero six models in the army total. So you could have three units of two, you could have two units of three. Um, they're on 40 by 40 bases. They advance uh, six, march 12, uh, discipline four, reanimate one. They have ashes to ashes, fear, fearless, ghostly form undead. Um, hit points four, defense three, resilience three. They've got Aegis, a two plus against non-magical attacks and a five plus 
Uh, the Phantom Host has four attacks, offense three, strength three, AP one, agility one. I hate models like this. Oh, God. You got to beat them in combat resolution is how you beat them. I mean, honestly, that's the only way I think you can beat them. Um, or just have something with magical attacks or magic, I guess. But, yeah, I hate models like this. I mean, I I don't think you – I mean, if you get an extra 160 points that over, then sure, take, take them. But I don't – I mean, I don't think these are game winners. They're like, every army's got these neat little things in it that you think is like, oh, yeah, I'll jump right on that. But it's probably just like trap type stuff. Um, Wraiths, 185 points, 45 points uh, per extra model, 5 to 10 models, 0 to 2 units, 20 by 20 base. Advanced 6, March 12, discipline 5, reanimate 1. Yeah, reanimate one, um, hit points one, defense three, resolution three, armor zero. They get an Aegis, a three plus against non-magical attacks, a five plus standard Aegis. Here's the meat and potatoes. They got two attacks, offense three, strength three, AP ten, agility two. They get the Reaper, which they can do that sweeping attack thing, and great weapons. Um, you can take a champion for 100 points, which you need to if you want to give them the uh, – the uh, Wizard Conclave, and the Wizard Conclave gives you um, these are like the Briar Maidens from the uh, Sylvan Elves, so they get different spells. So two spells, you get to pick, pick two of the three. Hasten the Hour by the evo Evocation spell, Raven's Wing Witchcraft, Deceptive Glamour Witchcraft. So here you got, so Phantom Host and Race. Race to me are like, uh, so you go finish off people, late in the game maybe um maybe early on you use them for spells to kind of support your barrow knights and stuff phantom hosts are just those guys look like they are hard to kill unless you have something dedicated to kill them um but yeah just stick them in front of someone that to it i mean a two plus agents against non-magical attacks are you effing kidding me i mean you got a unit of like three of them that's 12 hit points you know that's those are gonna those are gonna be wounds that are hard to come by. I mean, let me tell you, those yeah. I don't like spectral stuff. I have bad memories of like stuff with like uh ghostly form getting in my back lines and you know having nothing that could damage it, nothing that could could kill it. I just uh hate those bastards. Um next, and that's but they suffer, I guess. 20% the suffering. These are uh, Spectral Hunters, 185 points for five models, 35 points per extra model, up to 10. Two units in the army, they're on cavalry bases. They have Advance 8, March 16, Discipline 5, Reanimate 1, Ash to Ashes, Fear, Fearless, Ghostly Form, Light Troops, Terror, Undead, Wizard Conclave again. Um, they have one hit point, Defense 3, Resilience 3, Armor 1. They have, they have an Aegis, 3 plus against non-magical attacks, and an Aegis 5 plus. The uh, Spectral Hunter has two attacks, Offensive 3, Strength 3, AP 10, Agility 2, Flaming Attacks, Magical Attacks, Great Weapon. The Ghostly Steed has one attack, Offense 2, Strength 3, Agility 2, Flaming Attacks, Harnessed. Champion, once again, is 100 points. Um, you can get Perception of Strength, Whispers of the Veil, or uh, Raven's Wing. So that's... Um, two spells from that. You know, look, thinking about it, I mean, I, I, 
there's a lot of cool stuff in this army, but a lot of it's expensive. So um, you can't have everything. But I think there's probably a purpose for these guys. They're a hard-to-kill buffer unit that can also dish out the pain later on against certain targets. I mean, it's the toolbox. worth it. Uh, and the last category is uh, Swift Death. Um maximum 30%. So Swift Death, I'm assuming these guys are going to be the uh, hammer units, the ass kickers. And considering the ass kickers we've already seen, I'm kind of excited to see what these go. Um, oh, well, why not? Vampire Knights, 250 points for three models, 85 points per extra model, which doesn't seem expensive enough. Uh, 25 by 50 base. They have Advanced 7, March 14, Discipline 7, Reanimate 1. They're autonomous. Uh, they cause fear. They're fearless. They're scoring. They're scoring. Oh, that's, that's, uh, well, damn, I hate that that's scoring. If I'm fighting them, I hate that it's scoring. If I'm running them, I'm glad they're scoring. Um, they're undead. Um, they have two hit points, defense five, resilience four, which isn't too bad. I was expecting them to be resilience five, the way the rest of the army has been going. Uh, armor two, heavy armor shield. Two attacks, offense five, strength five, AP two, agility five, vampiric uh, roll is a six plus. They make their vampiric rolls on a six plus and a lance. The end of mount is one attack, offense three, strength four, AP one, agility two, harnessed. Um, blood ties, the brotherhood of the dragon. The knight must take devastating charge in plate armor at plus 25 points a model. Um, they can come with a champion, a musician, standard bear with a banner and champion of no limit. So, I mean, even if you're not Brotherhood of the Dragon, I mean, I think for 25 points per model, you're taking, the, you're getting the plus one attack and plate armor. I just think you are. Um, you, you stick a badass banner on there, like, uh, uh, what are some of the banners we read? There's, uh, Uh, there's only one black banner. Well, the black banner is only for Burgoyne. So I guess you'd take one. You'd take a banner out of the uh, out of the standard uh, out of the arcane magic thing is what you'd do. Um, but there's some probably some pretty nasty banners in there. I guess I don't know. You might give them the. Uh, you might put that one on them that that. Uh, Makes it uh makes the unit have strider, that'd be fun, um that'd be good, but yeah this is just hard hitting vampire knight unit uh, two points each they're really not as scary as I thought but you're not really paying for it either, um but a scoring unit and a model of six of these is is uh quite a lot of points, I mean uh but you know uh. You got a couple of vampires running around. You got your necromancer casting spells. You got some zombies out there blocking up, chugging up everything. You got a couple of those spectral units from the suffering out there just causing, making people's brains explode. You got dire wolves or something out there looking for flanks. I mean, why not? Why not throw in the vampire knights too and have that just as an added little? I mean, the enemy, the enemy's going to be hard pressed. Yeah, this army, man, just comes at you so many different ways. And everything is, a lot of it's just nasty. Like, when I first started reading the book, I was like, yeah, these guys are okay. They're not great, but it's like, 
you know what? They're really not that expensive for what they do. I'm sorry. Like, the points are not out of whack. Like, if they're out of whack, they need, like, a cost increase because, man, some of this stuff is insane. Um, next up is your Vampire Spawn, 260 points plus 80 points extra to model, 3 to 8 models, 0 to 3 units per army on a 40 by 40 base. When they move on the ground, they go 612, uh, Discipline 8, Reanimate D3. When they're flying, they're uh, 918. They're autonomous, fear, fearless, fly, frenzy, light troops, swift stride, undead. They have three hit points, defensive three, resiliency four, three attacks each, offense four, strength five, AP two. They get battle focus. Um, thankfully, their agility is four. I mean, I could just see, like, imagine them being like agility seven, hitting first. Ugh. Um, but, I mean, again, not too bad. Pretty nice. Um, I don't know if the resiliency is good enough. I don't know if people would probably take these. I mean, you probably take the knights. I don't. I don't know if you take these guys. Um, next up is your Varkalak. Varkalak, um, single model, three hundred forty-five points, zero to three in the uh, army. It's on a fifty by fifty base. So it's smaller than a giant's base. Holy shit! This thing hauls ass. It moves eight, marches sixteen, dis discipline seven, reanimate one. It's got autonomous. Autonomous, Fear, Fearless, Undead, Vanguard. Four hit points, Defense, five, Resiliency, five, Fortitude, four plus. Attacks, five, Offense, five, Strength, six, AP, three, Agility, four, Hatred with a Vampiric, three plus rule. So it's going to get tip points back. And it has Hatred. This is like a giant, a better giant, right? It's a better giant. 345 points. Thing hauls ass. And it has, okay, okay, rewind. This thing has Vanguard. All right, remember we are talking about, like, having the ghouls and the vampire have Vanguard? Then you have one of these. Then you have a couple of these sons of bitches next to it have Vanguard. Then you bring up, like, your uh, cadaver wagon with some zombies behind it. And then you've got, like, your two chariots and you've got your, I mean, dude. Okay, I'm going to call it. This is almost like uh if I if I'm if I haven't started any armies and and I'm just looking at a game and I want to like win tournaments with it and I want to kind of I mean this I it's not OP okay it's not OP because you have to memorize a lot of special rules and and it would take some time to to get it right and learn how to play it correctly but this army is deadly as shit. As it should be. I mean, it's vampire covenants, right? Vampires are badass. This is one evil ass army. Like, I I don't want to fight against vampire covenants with any army that I have. I'm thinking about the list I've drawn up for the Sylvan Elves and Empire. I'm thinking, shit, I need to make a special one just for uh, fucking vampire covenants. But this Varkalok dude, eight sixteen movement, Vanguard, four plus fortitude save. Five attacks, offense five, streak six, AP three, agility four, hatred and vampiric three plus. It's got a vampiric roll three plus. Okay, starting off good with the uh, well, swift death maximum thirty percent. So yeah, I don't, those knights aren't looking as good now. Honestly, look at some of these single model deals. Uh, Winged Reapers two hundred ninety points for two models, one sixty five for extra model up to four. Two, it's the army. They're on 50 by 75 millimeter bases. 
on the ground they move 612 when they fly they move 612 they have discipline 10 um d3 they have ashes to ashes fear fearless fly light troops necromantic aura swift stride undead four hit points defense five resistance five armor two Winged Reaper has four attacks, offense five, strength five, AP two, agility four, lethal strike. Oh, but wait, there's more. You can give them paired weapons, give them extra attack. Because why wouldn't you? Or give them halberds for the extra strength. Um, winged Reapers. I mean, you stick this unit in any other army, it's probably an auto-include. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, we've seen these vampire accounts. Covenants, they are not at want for uh, ways to kill people. So, yeah, not a bad unit. I guess again, it just depends on how you're gonna how you're gonna design your army. I mean, I can see how if if you just took, well, honestly, I mean, just you know, throw it. It's like throwing at a dartboard. Just randomly pick an army that's correct, and you're probably gonna do pretty good with this army. Um. So this last one, this is the icing on the cake. The Shrieking Horror, 500 points. Zero to one units if the army includes any gigantic characters. It's a single model. You can have up to two units in the army. It's on a 100 by 150 millimeter base. Um, advanced 6, March 12, Discipline 4, Reanimate 1. It can fly 8, 16. It's got Ashes to Ashes, Fearless, Fly, Light Troops, Undead. It's got six hit points, Defense four, um, Resilience of six, Fortitude save of uh, six plus. It's got four attacks, Offense four, Strength five, AP two, Agility two, with that uh, Chilling Shriek that we read earlier, Special Attack. Um... A model with this special attack can use it as a shooting attack and as a special attack when engaged in combat. Choose a target. Use the normal rules for shooting attack. The attack has a range of 8, march and shoot. The attack is made at the model's part's agility. Declare that you are using Chilling Shriek when allocating attacks. If used, the model part cannot perform any close combat attacks. Choose a single unit in uh, base contact as a target. Regardless of whether it is used as a shooting or a melee attack, the uh, Chilling Shriek inflicts one hit for each health point the model with uh, Chilling Shriek currently has. These hits always have Strength 10, Armor Penetration 10, and Magical Attacks. Why wouldn't they? When rolling the wound with this attack, use the enemy's Discipline instead of its Resilience. So there is that. That is pretty good. That's that's the one saving grace. Plus, its offense is only four. And doesn't have six attacks. It's got four attacks. But the... Uh, yeah, I mean, shit. Um, yeah. So, Shrieking Horror. Yeah. Why not take one? Resilience, six. And it flies. And it has six hit points. And it just shot a butt ton of damage. Why wouldn't you take one? I'm not saying you lead the charge with this. But uh, 
you know, if you're hitting the army with, if you're hitting the enemy with everything, and you still got one of these things that's unengaged, and you can send it where you want. I mean, the enemy is in deep crap, right? He's in deep crap. It's all there is to it. And that concludes, um, finally, um, all the characters, the mounts, the special rules, and all the uh, shit with the uh, vampires. Um, I really didn't know this army at all when I started reading it. And over the last several days of doing this, I've been like uh, reading, uh, reading up on some posts on the forum, just kind of um, checking out the rule book and trying to put things together. And I'm not saying I'm an expert on them because I'm not, but... You know, when you look at an army book and just kind of briefly scan through it, it's a lot different than when you actually uh, read the units and, and in your head kind of put together what they're capable of. And this is a really awesome army. Um, I hate evil armies, you know, but this one's so good. I mean, why not play it? I mean, it's your vampires are amazing. You can customize your bears. I mean, once again, Ninth Age is awesome because, I mean, this army is a personal person. A perfect example. I mean, you could probably run this army 30 different ways, 30 different combos. Plus, um, you know, do you want it to be a grind army? Do you want it to be a lightning strike annihilate army? Um, do you want it, you know, monster heavy? Do you want Vanguard attack? I mean, what, what do you want? It's, it's totally awesome. I mean, do you want more of a finesse game? You're going to take the Laminias. Do you want, like, the kind of grind them out game? Do you want Strigoi? Do you want, like, the Lightning, the Blood of the Dragon? Do you want to go in there and just whip somebody's ass in, like, three turns and go hit the bar? Then I mean, you want Blood of the Dragon. I mean, I don't know what you want. But it's got chariots. It's got big monsters. It's got um, – it acts surprisingly has some decent shooting, if you know, interspersed in there just through magic. But it looks really magic dependent. Like I would totally, I know what would happen if I ran this army. I'd have all these dice, and I'd be rolling my magical attacks, and I'd be rolling my dice, and I'd be rolling. Oh, there's three sixes just came up on the dice. <laughs> there's three threes. My, yeah, I would, I would miscast all day with this much magic, and maybe, maybe some people do. I don't know. Maybe that's a problem with them. But. uh Honestly, like, you play these guys carefully. I mean, everything can be reanimated. Everything can get hit points back or be brought back from the dead because they are dead. But, um, but uh, yeah, this is pretty awesome. Um, standouts for me were surprising. Um, I kind of like the uh, Court of the Damned a lot. I like the uh, Vlaka Rock or whatever the hell that thing was. Uh, the Barrow Knights, the... Ghouls, vampires, of course. Um, uh, Cadaver wagon. I mean, that dark coach is really still. I mean, you gotta have a dark coach, right? You've got to have a dark coach. It's a, it's a vampire chariot, man. What's not to love about that? Um, love the vampire chariot. It's like that altar of undeath was something else too, wasn't it? Holy shit. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess just uh, like pretty much any army, just try to make it balanced as I would think. But um, but yeah, this this it's just crazy. Anyway, I'm my brain is dead now after uh, going through this book. Um, no other woe has succumbed my personal life. Um, 
in the last uh, in the last uh, several days. So uh, you know, we had the flood. We had the uh, we had the basement flood. We had the uh, garbage disposal go to hell. Those are all things that have been taken care of. They're fixed. Um, you know, job is going well, except for I didn't get that promotion. But fuck them. Uh, anyway, this this book was really interesting. This is a very, very, very powerful army. Like, I do not want to... This is not an army that I would be like, oh, I can't wait to play against this army in you know, a tournament. But I think, honestly, like, and honestly I, I want to play against every army. You know what I mean? I want to learn the hard way. I want to get my... I want to march the Empire out there and get their ass kicked by everybody just so... I see what everybody's capable of. It'll help me write better lists. You know, I'm just painting halberds, you know, more halberds, paint more halberds. But, um, yeah, well, it's been fun. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, man, it seemed it was incredibly long, but it was good. Good learning experience. And um, I don't know what the next book will do is or what my next topic will be or when I'll uh, do another episode, probably uh, take a week off. Um, and see what strikes my fancy then. But until next time, um, have a wonderful week again. Um, don't let anything get you down. And uh, roll with the punches. Come out on top. And, uh, you know, just be you. And, uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you.